Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I should say good day. Sure, it depends when you're listening yeah. to it, could, I guess. Somebody could be listening to it at, at any point. We don't know. All right. The Disney Parks blog has um, a story about Halloween wallpapers that are up. That's right. Uh, celebrating the Halloween season, there are plenty of... Uh, desktop wallpapers and screensavers available for your uh, desktop, laptop, iPad, mobile device, even your Apple Watch. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to get that. uh, And they're all Halloween-themed right now. And uh, you can find them by going to the uh, Disney Parks blog and searching on Halloween. They actually have a Disney Parks blog wallpaper page. I did not know that. Oh. I think I'm going to have to get the three hitchhiking ghosts one. I have to see what I can get for my watch. That's yeah. pretty cool. It is. Thanks, Disney. That's free. <laughs> wow. Something for free. There's a new planned Disney pocket guide to one of the resorts. This time it's for Disney's Old Key West. That's right. If you've been following along with Disney uh, on Instagram, you know that the planned Disney panel has been making uh, and sharing these uh, planned Disney pocket guides. And they do have a new entry for the Old Key West Resort, which was Disney's first vacation club villa. Uh, I believe at one point it was just called the Disney Vacation Club before it was Old Key West. Um, If you're ever going to stay there, it has the largest rooms uh, out of all of the vacation rooms on property. They are huge, and they all have either a terrace or a um, patio. It's lovely. They overlook the golf course a lot of times. And the studios, unlike some of the other studios, all have dual queen beds. Mm-hmm. I mean, now so a lot of the studios are going to the queen bed with the um, pull-down Murphy bed, which is a nice option. But prior to that, they only had the pull-out couches, which is not comfortable. No, it's not. We tried that at the Bay Lake uh, Resort at the Contemporary. Yes, we've done that a couple no, it's times. It's not comfortable there. for the girls. No. All right. Um on the Disney Parks blog, they are telling us about um, some philo- how philanthropical, philanthropical mm-hmm. efforts. That's right. Uh, Disney, uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary, Walt Disney World, has made a commitment to the community and is sharing uh, $3 million with six organizations across Central Florida. And, uh, you know, this is just their part of working towards community. Uh, and uh, kudos to them because even though they've had some down years – um, they There's, still continue to donate yep. and they ask that every employee, uh, at Walt Disney world gives, uh, a 10 hours to a volunteer, um, a volunteer effort of their choice. And then they can donate up to, uh, once they donate that 10 hours, Disney will, will donate a hundred dollars to a nonprofit of their choosing. Oh, that's nice. So very nice of them. Okay. Um, there is another story about everything that's going on for Halloween across the Disney parks. That's right. Today's show has a little bit of an international flavor. We're actually going to cover some of uh, the happenings at the international Disney parks uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but the Disney Parks blog did highlight Halloween. Uh, at Disneyland Paris, they have the Disney Halloween Festival, which goes from October 1st through November 7th. And it uh, takes place at both Disneyland Park and uh, the studio theater at Walt Disney Studios Park, where villains will uh, walk around making mischief, and you can snap selfies with them. Uh, on October 31st, they have a Halloween party, which is a special nighttime event of uh, mischief and special surprises. 
Over in Hong Kong Disneyland Resort now through October 31st, they're inviting guests to dress up in their Halloween outfits and celebrate by joining them at Mickey's Halloween Time Street Party, um, which has the sights and sounds of autumn, giant jack-o'-lanterns, and seasonal tunes. They also have a stage show called Let's Get Wicked, um, and uh, of course, food and beverage offerings. Uh, I think one of my favorites is over at Shanghai Disney, where from October 4th through November 7th, they are celebrating Halloween. And uh, Duffy and all of his friends are getting into the action by dressing up in some of their costumes Because as well. if they weren't already adorable <laughs> enough, right. now they're in little costumes. They're yes, so cute. They are. Uh, and they have an intro- uh, uh, they have Enchanted Storybook Castle appearances by the villains. Uh, and uh, then as night falls, they have... Uh, Treasure Cove transform- transforming into the home of ghost pirates. Uh, they will have special Halloween cavalcades and the This is Halloween dance party. And finally, over at Tokyo Disney Resort, the Mickey and Friends Greeting Parade Disney Halloween will take place now through October 31st, uh, where Mickey and his friends will dress up in their Halloween style to welcome guests into the park. So uh, very exciting goings on around the globe. All right. Uh, Minnie Mouse has appeared at the um, Key Lounge at Disneyland Park, and she is dressed in her holiday finest. That's right. Both Mickey and Minnie are appearing at the Magic Key Lounge. We mentioned last week that the Magic Key Lounge, uh, they had decorated for Christmas, and nobody knew why. And apparently this is why, is because they're doing meet and greets with Magic Key holders in the Magic Key Lounge. It seems really early. (laughs) It does. But um, I don't know. I, I guess it's, uh, you know, like you said, maybe people want to get their Christmas maybe. cards out. Right. Yeah. So it affords guests an opportunity to take a socially distant selfie with Mickey or Minnie. Fabulous. Uh, Christmas decorations are beginning to go up at Disney's California Adventure. That's right. Over at Grizzly Peak, they have started decorating trees with uh, uh, red and white bead twists, like garland, garland-like twists, as well as tin cans. Uh, punched with holes punched into the shape of Christmas I thought they were lanterns, but yeah, they're they're lanterns. Well, they probably are lanterns made out of tin cans. Um, So they are getting into the holiday spirit. That's the only land right now that that does have Christmas decorations in them. Well, the tin cans are pretty hardy, so you can put them out ahead of time. You can. Um, Let's see. The uh, Lightning Lane has seen its first increase in price for the, you know, what, it's been three days or something? That's right. Um, we knew that the prices were going to be variable for the individual attraction selections. Uh, and over this weekend, both uh, Space Mountain and Seven Dwarves Mine Train saw a $2 increase in price. So I'm guessing that had to do with the fact that it was the weekend and it was busier. Exactly. So busier times, of course, expect higher prices. Yep. That's going to be ugly when we go there on New Year's Day. Yep. <laughs> All right, they're still working on the pavement um, in Adventureland. It's uh, a jungle green meets red. That's right. Um, let's see. The uh, jungle green pavement of Adventureland is now butting up against the red pavement of Frontierland. Um, so it's a nice little bit of a color contrast. And maybe that's good, right? Because then you know you've left one land and you've entered another. That is true. That is true. There are still some uh, square pavement blocks between... Um, between the colors, but it looks like those are going to be removed as well. I think those will end up being green. Yeah, they well, they've been scored already, and okay. it looks like they are being removed. So, um, yeah, you know, that's one of the things that Imagineering uses to differentiate lands is mm-hmm. the pavement color. Right. So, uh, it, uh, I, I do like the green. I didn't think I would, but it, it looks kind of nice. 
You know, I'll, I have, get, I'll have to see it in person. Well, we'll see it in about five years when we go back. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We're not going there. Um, Tron Light Cycle Run. Um, construction is still going well. That's right. The old LiftMaster 3000 crane has been bringing uh, cars into the building, ride vehicles. And uh, the framework structure um, has been sprayed down with concrete in the uh, tunnel. Okay. Uh, the railway tunnel. So that is uh, big news. We know that the railway is going to be going through that section uh, if and when it ever reopens because mm-hmm. it seems like it's been closed forever. Right. When did that close? 2018? I'd say that's when we're going to come back. We'll have another day in the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. is when this opens. Okay. So they better hurry up with Tron Light Cycle Run then. <laughs> well, you should say when we go back as a family because I'll probably be back at some point. Probably. Flying solo. Yes. Uh, still no opening date on Tron Light Cycle Run, but uh, construction continues. All righty. The Very Merriest After Hours Party has sold out for November 9th and 11th. That's right. Uh, that is the, the first night of the event is November 8th. Um, and that is still showing availability, but uh, they have sold out the 9th and 11th, which is a Tuesday and a Thursday. All other event nights from November 12th through December 21st are still available. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why those two days. I don't know. Is that, it's right around um, Veterans Jer- Day? Jersey Week. Veterans Day, right? And Veterans Day weekend. Maybe. All right. There is some digging underway at Journey of Water in Epcot. It's some serious digging, too. That's right. They are excavating for the new attraction, Moana Journey of Water. Um, and, uh, you can see that from the monorail because, you know, at ground level, it's of course behind construction walls uh, and it's a gigantic section that is oh, yeah, it's cordoned huge. off. Um, so, uh, they have brought in and, uh, brought in some digging equipment and they have a large ditch and, uh, we'll have to see what that brings because mm-hmm. we know Moana did not get, uh, cut by the budget constraints. Right. Um, crew members are at work on the interior of the new quick service restaurant going into Epcot. That's right. This area is the new focus um, now that the Creation Shop and Club Cool have been opening have been opened. Uh, this new section of the park is going to contain both a quick service restaurant and a Starbucks bakery. Nice. When are we expecting those to open? Do we know? Uh, probably not in time for our trip. Darn. Um. So Disney is no longer saving the uh, Rise of the Resistance Lightning Lane slots for non-resort guests. Um, It's selling out immediately at 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, What had happened previously was if you are a Disney resort guest, you get to start making your uh, individual attraction selections at 7 Mm a.m. And people would be picking their attractions. And then they found out that at 9 a.m. They'd open another They would open another set of attractions. Which is fair. I mean, it sucks if you're off-site and you have no shot at them. That is true. And now what they've realized is that they're going to give their resort guests first dibs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, nine o'clock comes and they're not dropping that group of rides anymore. Right. uh, You know, reservation slots. And uh, technically it's sold out by 9 a.m. Yep. So if you want to ride it, uh, your best bet is to stay on property. Another way they're going to get you. Yep. Um, Primeval World is still being ripped apart. Um, a big section of the track has come down. Yeah, you can't even see much track on the right-hand side anymore. Um, the entryway is there. The dinosaurs are there. Uh, I would kind of like those dinosaurs for the backyard because they're kind of cute. <laughs> um, but uh, the lift hill, everything is gone. It's just really now the entrance marquee and uh, a little bit of the lower level track. All right. 
Chef Art Smith is going to be hosting a ticketed meet and greet um, with some um, with the book authors from Delicious Disney. That's right, Delicious Disney, Walt Disney World recipes and stories from the world's most magical place on earth uh, is a new book that you can purchase on Amazon, I guess. And uh, Art Smith is going to appear with them next month on no- in November and uh, November third. It's happening at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming Restaurant, and tickets are $125. That gets you a brunch, two mimosas and soft drinks, and a signed copy of the book. Woo! Yeah. I mean, I like brunch. And mimosas. You like a lot of mimosas. I do, yeah. yeah. There is a job fair coming to uh, Coronado Springs. Yeah, job fair is coming this week on October 25th and 26th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is an in-person job fair at the Coronado Springs Resort Convention Center. They are currently hiring for roles in culinary, housekeeping, stewards, bus operators, and more. And some of these roles even include hiring bonuses of $1,000 to $1,500. Wow. Uh, there is a webpage for the event with more information as well as videos um, that show you a little bit more about the job. And if you're interested, you can go over to the Disney Careers website. Okay, sounds good. You can be look for a job. If they have a tram operator position, I, I know. I know you are. Um, the new iridescent 50th anniversary Walt Disney World Hotel Resort maps are now available. You know, I love the resort maps. I do too. They're they're kind of cool. They but they ruin them when they show you where your room is. I by know they circle them. all over it uh, and they draw all over it. Here's how you get there, and they, no! they put the arrows. Can no, I have I, another one? I would like a pristine <laughs> map, please. Um, but they've got the new uh, 50th anniversary logos and designs on the new maps. And uh, are they iridescent? Do they um, like they have they're the iridescent blue color scheme, but they don't actually shimmer. Uh, they might shimmer. I can't tell in these pictures. Mm. Okay. So uh, you know they do have the of course the iridescent uh, park maps that are out in each of the parks, the guide maps, uh, and now it's just funneling down to the resort level. But the resort level ones are always a little lower quality. All right. Okay. Moving to um, Disney Cruise Line news. There's an update on the construction of the Disney Wish. That's right. The stern has arrived at the Meyer Werft shipyard, and uh, that uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, one more piece. That's yeah, fantastic. We, well, we can see the stern now. Um, let's see. The last movement here, and I've just screwed up our iPad like I always do. Oh, I can't get that down. There we go. <laughs> Um, Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, we have a stern look. The last last update. It's been a month and a half since the ship's gotten an update, and that was when the uh, Wish got her yellow stripe. Okay, and that was the bow. But now we've got to look at the stern because another ship has pulled out of the uh, indoor construction area. There we go. Now we're back to normal. Okay. And somehow you've uh, managed to go backwards and lost uh, lost our stories. Me? Yeah. I don't you. think it was me. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. You. All right. So now we're going to move on to international news. Um, Tokyo Disney Sea is going to be extending their hours. That's right. Beginning November 1st, they are extending hours and raising their capacity. Thank goodness. Uh, that's right. Their park capacity um, will be allowed to increase to as high as 50%, which would be uh, thirty-five to 40,000 guests per day. They had been down to as few as 5,000 guests per wow. day. Wow. And uh, this is due to new guidelines from the Chiba Prefect uh, Prefecture, um, and uh, that is good news for the Oriental Land Company who runs the uh, 
both Tokyo Disney Parks. And as of November 1st, the two theme parks will operate uh, Disney uh, Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Tokyo Disney Sea from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Awesome. Yeah. The electrical uh, parade is going to be returning on November 1st to Tokyo. That is right. That is the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade Dream Lights. Uh, that will be their nighttime entertainment. And uh, that is the first time they've had uh, their nighttime entertainment uh, return since the COVID uh, crisis uh, started. Okay. So it will be a 19-month absence. So it'll be nice to have that back. Yep. Um, in At Disneyland Paris, they're taking down the physical distancing markers. That's right. Paris, we know Paris has had it tough. Um, but they are taking down the physical distancing markers from attractions and other queues. Uh, characters are still appearing at a socially distant uh, distance. Uh, and that is according to the health and safety page for the Disneyland Paris website. All right. Um, they are also getting um, back Frozen a musical invitation. Um, that's returning to Disneyland Park. That is right. That's going to be back in effect as as of uh, Saturday, October twenty third. So I guess it's actually already uh, back in uh, in uh, in operation. Great. So that is fun. Um, also in Disneyland Paris, they have reopening dates that have been announced for um, Dragon Walkthrough, Orbitron, and Mysteries of the Nautilus. That's right. The Dragon Walkthrough is going to reopen on December 1st. Uh, that should be right around the same time they finish their Sleeping Beauty Castle refurbishment. The Orbitron opens December 17th, and the Nautilus will reopen at the end of April 2022. Bit of a wait for the Nautilus. Bit of a wait, exactly. All right, what's our next story here? Um, so this is near and dear to my heart. Um, in Disneyland Paris, the buffet service is returning. Yay. You, so, know, you know I love a buffet. You can't turn down a good buffet. I cannot. Um, even buffets, though, buffets and mimosas. That's, yeah. That's all I need. You're golden. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be a Plaza Gardens restaurant, which is on Main Street USA inside the uh, Disneyland Paris Park. And uh, that's good news. So this just falls in line with the rest of their physical distancing, uh, you know, going away. Yeah. So. And that's the first of many buffets that are going to be reopening in Disneyland yes. Paris. Um, Disneyland Paris has also announced their uh, Halloween, oh, their Halloween, I'm sorry, their Christmas festivities. That's right. They have announced the new uh, Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade. The, they've also announced the return of Disney Illuminations, uh, as well as, uh, you know, their Christmas merchandise. Uh, their holiday season will take place from November 13th through January 9th of 2022. Uh, the parade is new, but as I mentioned, Disney Illuminations is a returning show. Uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Stitch will appear in holiday attire at both Disneyland Paris Parks, and Santa Claus will appear as well right up to December 25th. Cool. So uh, unlike Florida, I mean, he leaves Florida early, so he leaves on like the 23rd. Yeah. So he must have some type of special transportation from Paris to the North Pole. Yeah, he must. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland is introducing... Peak day pricing, and they are raising their um, magic access pricing. Now, magic access is their annual pass. Yeah, they're uh, switching to two-tier pricing for one-day park tickets, where they have more expensive peak days and uh, non-peak days. So, you know, it kind of goes in line with the pricing uh, models we've seen yep. domestically. Uh, although this just gives them two price options. In you know, at Walt Disney World, you've got 
anywhere of a range uh, between like 110 and 150 dollars, and the price fluctuates greatly. Yeah, and they have these ticket prices listed here for their one day tickets. Um, it's 82 dollars for an adult and 61 dollars for a kid. That's on a regular. Um, on a regular day, and then peak days go up like $8. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it's interesting that the price is so much lower than you're paying um, in Disney World, and the difference between an adult price and a child's price is significant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at over 20%, whereas it's nothing near that um, in Disney World. Right. I just thought that was interesting. All right. And our uh, final story is that there's no news from Shanghai. No, nothing. Nothing. They're not like, they don't have more uh, capacity. No, no socially distanced, nothing. Shanghai has had no news since uh, September. Oh, my. And that was because of a typhoon. (laughs) So uh, that's all the news. And until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 